0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk This is episode 6, March 15th, 2020 It's late night, but I had to bring it to you guys Because I promised a newscast every single day And I'm excited. This is my sixth newscast. So everyone who's tuning in, oh my goodness, I'm so happy because it gives you guys a leg up on the conversation and puts you in tune with what's going on in the news every day. You know how to keep yourself safe. You know how close you are to outbreaks and anything that might compromise your safety. I I really hope that you guys are taking the per- proper precautions to stay safe and keep your family safe so as we always do i'm going to start off quick with you guys today because we have a lot of things to unpack this coronavirus is serious it's really going down so this morning i got up to do my newscast i wanted to put everything together but since it's sunday Before I could even finish, it was always a new story coming out every five minutes. That's why I think Let's Talk is very important because we can't keep up. It's too complicated to keep up with everything that's coming out, including the numbers of cases. This is the thing that is tripping me out the most. And I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's no joke. So this morning when I woke up to prepare the broadcast it was around 10 o'clock this morning. The total confirmed cases, and again, I get all of my information as it relates to cases from the Johns Hopkins interactive map, and it sort of tracks everything minute by minute. This morning, there were worldwide 162,687 cases, and this was total confirmed cases. Tonight, which is eight fifty eight pm there are reported one hundred sixty nine three hundred eighty seven thousand cases so in a matter of a day's work, we are looking at an increase of sixty seven hundred cases today alone that's not scary to you then this will be this morning there were six thousand sixty five cases that were confirmed. Deaths. Well, tonight, the confirmed number of deaths is 6,513. So just in today's date, today's day's work, it was 448 additional deaths, and that's worldwide. Recoveries a little bit on the slow, slow side compared to deaths and cases. So tonight we have 77,257 recoveries. That's up this morning. Um, this morning it was 75,620. So we had about 1,600 recoveries. Now enough of worldwide. Let's talk U.S. confirmed cases. This morning it was 3,200. Tonight it's 3,774 confirmed cases in the U.S. alone. So that means we have 530 additional cases That happened today within the last eight hours. The death toll is rising. Yesterday we had 47 deaths. Tonight we have 69. So between the last 24 hours, we've had 22 more deaths. And when it comes down to confirmed recoveries here in the States, it was 12 last night, 12 this morning and 12 tonight. The recoveries have stayed even keel over the last 24 hours. Let's talk international news. Trump decided to get tested on Friday for COVID-19, and he tested negative. So for all of you people out there who were wondering whether or not our president, who's come in contact with many people who have tested positive for the virus, was in fact infected, they say he is not. All right, on the national news level. Illinois mayor signs an executive order granting power to ban the sale of guns and alcohol as they address the coronavirus. Signing this executive order also gives her the power to ban the sale of alcohol, gasoline, ammunition, guns, all under the same umbrella. She could also cut off access to individuals' gas, water, or electricity. They also have the ability to take possession of private property Or order the temporary closing of all bars and liquor stores. Now, we're seeing that happen. This is something I took this morning. We're seeing that happen um, all over the country now. A lot of bars are closing. A lot of liquor stores are closing. The good part is none of the options have necessarily been implemented yet, and they may not be, but because she put the executive order in place, she has the right to do it if it's needed for the safety and welfare of the community if you have a gun and you need bullets or you have a license to carry a gun and you need a gun now's the time i know it might seem far-fetched but listen i don't when everything lasts three or four months i don't want somebody knocking on my door trying to steal my bread and milk it's going to be a problem looking at the pattern that has gone on throughout the world the ripple effect of what we see now executive orders and quarantines etc we can look at things and say it's possible that this might be something that echoes throughout the country and if that's the case and they're taking guns and alcohol you better stock up next up this one hits way too close to home way too close to home if anybody knows me you guys know i am born here in pomona california and news just in the first coronavirus death in the LA County area was at Pomona Valley Hospital. This went down March 9th. Pomona Valley Medical Center had a patient who flew in from Korea, was visiting family, and was admitted to the hospital in full cardiac arrest. They tried to provide life-saving care to stabilize her condition, but she died shortly after admission due to complications from her illness. She had underlying medical conditions and had traveled internationally, having a long layover in South Korea. Three hospital workers in Pomona have had to self-quarantine due to coming in contact with this patient at the hospital. In addition, three L.A. County Sheriff's deputies and five firefighters have been quarantined after responding to the death of this woman this week. Oh my goodness, that says that coming in close contact with Anyone with the virus puts you at risk. Remember that when we're out and about, it's serious. So now the hospital has enacted new rules for visitors. Workers who are there are under self-isolation for 14 days just to see whether or not they show any signs of symptoms. And all guidelines outlined by the Los Angeles County Public Health Department will be followed. They're also gonna implement a screening process at entrances that include a series of questions about visitors' travel history and whether or not they have any signs or flu-like symptoms. Social distancing sets a goal that should lower the pace and extent of the spread of COVID-19 in any given city or community. If that can happen, there will be less people with the disease and less people in need of hospitalization and ventilators at any one time. The CDC defines social distancing as it applies to COVID-19 as remaining out of congregate settings, avoiding mass gatherings, and maintaining distance. Now when they say distance, they mean six feet or two meters from others when possible, six feet. So if you don't know what six feet is like I don't really know math but I know what a six feet deep pool looks like that's essentially how far they want you from other people if you can avoid being closer well does it work I guess you guys are asking because I'm looking at Instagram I see friends still going out partying going to dinners eating food out well experts point to lessons from history that indicate measures like this worked We look at the 1918 Spanish influenza pandemic. When they studied in 2007, they found that cities who deployed multiple interventions, sort of like what we're doing here in the States, at an early phase of the pandemic, such as closing schools, banning public gatherings, they had significantly lower death rates wuhan put measures in place a month into the outbreak so when we look at those clips i don't know if you guys caught the clip on world star was came out pretty early in january where it was a series of cell phone videos that were captured showing people flooding in the hospitals they couldn't move around people dropping like flies well that's because they weren't prepared for the outbreak like we are so when you hear about these social distancing inactions the quarantine, all of these things have been put in place for our safety. And they're put in place quite early so we have a chance at surviving.